story eight of gulliver the great and other dog stories by walter a dyer this librivox recording is in the public domain story eight spider of the newsies a true story nine newsboys of reading pennsylvania were disporting themselves in a primitive and untrammelled fashion at their favourite swimming place the middle pier of the wilmington north railroad bridge mike devine leader of the gang through muscular rather than intellectual superiority was making one final attempt to sound in the deepest hole skinny patty and ike levinsky had already emerged and were laboriously untying the knots in their clothes with much chattering of the teeth presently the whistle of an approaching locomotive was heard and soon a passenger train went thundering overhead showering dust and cinders upon the bathers its passing was the signal for a general exodus in half an hour they should be in line for their afternoon papers the water had been cool and exhilarating and the boys were in high spirits laughing and bandying words as they clambered to the footpath between the tracks on the bridge and started toward town some fifty yards behind them there squatted on the bridge a small dog thin hairy and unbelievably homely not even the sharp eyes of the newsies had been attracted by this insignificant atom on the right-of-way possibly the sounds of evident good humour encouraged the pup to make a closer investigation for he arose presently and came trotting along behind the group of boys when you walk on a railroad bridge you instinctively look behind you every now and then even though you are not on the track and know that no train is scheduled skinny patty brought up the rear of the newsies and this instinct it could not have been the soft unobtrusive pattering behind him caused him to glance over his shoulder he stopped short and faced abruptly about by cripes fellers he cried here's jojo's little brother jojo was a hobo acquaintance of the newsies who was famous for a rank tangled and unusually widespread growth of whiskers the allusion evidently struck skinny's companions as apt for they turned in a grinning knot to observe this small phenomenon of hirsute homeliness the pup stopped and drew his hindquarters under him in a sitting posture eyeing the group speculatively a learned person some weeks later stated with a great show of authority that he was a spitz poodle as a matter of fact his classification was no such simple matter he was about the size of a small fox terrier only somewhat large-headed and emaciated at this particular stage in his career his face distantly resembled that of a pekingese spaniel but with an irish touch of humour quite lacking in the typical peak his coat was long wiry and shaggy and had obviously never known the ministrations of comb and brush his colour scheme was an indeterminate brownish-gray exhibiting marked variations in shade and hue in point of fact he was a vagabond pup with a pedigree that would have defied disentanglement and would in no way have justified the effort now these newsies possessed a sense of humour of a type especially susceptible to comicalities in the appearance of a small bearded dog the pup braced his ridiculous forelegs and cocked his head and skinny patty doubled over in a spasm of laughter one by one his companions caught the infection and their hilarity became full-lunged and unrestrained 
the pup liked that kind of noise very much and he could make a noise too suddenly his hindquarters bobbed up into the air and he gave vent to a volley of thin sharp staccato barks bully fun this big mike devine elbowed his way through the crowd and approached the pup the little vagabond had learned to dread human approach but he was thrown off his guard by the merriment mike grabbed him by the scruff of the neck and held him at arm's length his expression of surprise was very funny then mike turned him over and held him by the tail that was funny too that is pretty funny as mike varied the exhibition with as much inventiveness as his dull wits were capable of the merriment all went out of the little puppy's breast and he became frightened and woebegone again once or twice mike hurt him and a yelp escaped him he wished this game were over he didn't like it at all some of the boys were getting a bit tired of it too and the laughter had diminished perceptibly then mike received an inspiration he stooped and held the pup over the edge of the bridge the river ran sluggishly fifty feet below looky fellers cried mike i'm a-goin' to drop him over and see if he'll swim where do you s'pose he'll come up a slight form shot out from the now silent group and skinny patty seized mike by the shoulder quit it cried skinny his face pale and his voice shaking a bit for he knew he was bearding the lion he's my dog i saw him first mike looked round at him with a slow sneer and profanely contradicted he's my dog cause i've got him said mike and i'm gonna drop him see if the dog goes you go cried skinny mike laughed scornfully he weighed forty pounds more than skinny who's gonna do all this kiddo he asked the gang replied skinny it was skinny's only trump and he played it he knew he was no match for mike himself and he knew mike to be capable of any sort of cruelty to the pup just to spite him moreover he had no assurance whatever that the gang would back him up it was a long chance but he took it mike looked round at the rest still holding the pup over the water an inscrutable silence held them mike arose and took a threatening step towards skinny but skinny held his ground give me that dog he demanded mike's reply was a glowering oath and another step forward he thrust the pup roughly under his left arm and there was another little yelp of pain swiftly skinny sprang at him and landed a blow squarely on the big fellow's nose mike saw stars for a moment and then lunged savagely at his slight antagonist but the spell was broken the gang spirit that loves a hero drew the newsies quickly to skinny's side and mike found himself gazing into seven threatening and resolute faces beside skinny's mike clumsily but promptly shifted his ground what do you know about the kid's nerve claiming it's his dog if it wasn't for fear of knocking you off the bridge i'd punch your head in well it ain't your dog anyhow protested skinny relieved but unwilling to retire whose is it then demanded mike with a show of truculence it's uh, it's the gang's dog said skinny i thought you'd back down laughed mike unpleasantly at the end of the bridge mike roughly dumped the pup upon the ground and he stood there shrinking looking from face to face skinny itched to take him but the unwritten constitution demanded a compromise and charlie burke took the pup they carried him to the center of the city where it was high time they were selling their afternoon papers it occurred to some one that the pup might be hungry as a matter of fact his figure was suggestive of extreme famine 
Muggsy Waters was just starting uptown with his bundle of papers and a basket of big, fresh pretzels, for Muggsy had built up a twofold trade. He came over and viewed the pup appraisingly, and then held out one of the pretzels. The pup fell upon it ravenously. Skinny and Charlie each bought one of the pretzels, and the little dog devoured the last crumb. Then he trotted contentedly away at Skinny's heels. He would have been glad to be Skinny's dog, and Skinny openly desired him, but the honor of gang law forbade this after the settlement of the Divine Patti affair. He became the gang's dog, and they named him Spider. In about a month, Spider showed a marked change in contour. He could never be handsome or graceful, but a certain obvious embonpoint indicated that he was living well. He developed no marked qualities of courage or intelligence. His one great virtue was a never-failing adherence to his newsboy friends and a sublime faith in their goodness. No one tried to steal Spider from the newsies. In fact, among the majority of the citizens of Reading, he was not popular. He did not look like a nice dog. He was undeniably not a clean dog very likely there were germs in his tangled hair and the children of gentlefolk were instructed not to approach him but spider did not mind he had friends enough and what are a few germs more or less to a newsy where spider made his home no man knew but there were indications among the newsies of a friendly rivalry for the favor of his nightly companionship during the afternoons he was nearly always to be seen somewhere in the vicinity of Penn and sixth street the newsboy's favorite stand when the cold days of winter came on he discovered a genial warmth in the plate of the steam heating company on which he would sit half dozing so long as one of his accredited friends was within his limited vision the philadelphia and reading railroad runs along seventh street through the heart of the city one day a train slowed up at the franklin street crossing and a passenger called from his window for a paper the alert skinny was on his job and ran up just as the train was starting on again he passed up the paper and ran alongside with his hand held up for the coin his foot slipped on a tie and he fell under the car and the wheels of the heavy train passed over his mangled body skinny's was not a valuable life and the indignation of the city was not aroused but there was mourning among the newsies and there was a faithful little gray-brown mongrel who went sniffing woefully about among the boys at the news offices for the scent of the friend who came no more with the advent of spring other tramp dogs began to appear in the streets of reading and certain estimable citizens raised a protest a license law was passed and a dog-catcher was engaged spider's friends could easily have raised the license fee among them but they rebelled against this form of aristocratic tyranny they refused to submit to what they considered unjust taxation they resorted rather to strategy to evade the law and outwit its hated representative a system of alarm signals was invented and whenever the blue wagon of the dog-catcher appeared spider was whisked away to one of the several mysterious retreats once or twice the big policeman at the corner gave a friendly surreptitious warning and spider never saw the inside of the blue wagon it was all a strange but enjoyable game to him he had never received such marked attention he little guessed the dark shadow that overhung his young life 
but one day the dog-catcher exasperated by the taunts and jibes of his youthful enemies came clinking down fifth street on foot with a rope in his hand he spied his quarry at his accustomed corner and approached stealthily with a show of indifference until he reached sixth street then ike levinsky saw him and dropping his papers in the street made a desperate dash for spider the startled pup not comprehending this sudden movement leaped back from ike's outstretched hands then the angry dog-catcher came rushing down upon him and spider took to his heels in terror up main street he sped his eyes big with fright and his tail tucked in behind him he heard the shouts of his baffled friends and the thunderous pounding of his enemy's feet mad with panic he dashed straight in front of a locomotive there was a roar a red flash before his eyes an instant's agony and all was over for the little ragged dog of the newsies skinny's friends raised money for a stone to mark his orphan's grave but the heartless authorities robbed them of the torn remains of spider he was carted ignominiously away and as in the case of moses no man knoweth of his sepulchre unto this day it may be that his humble spirit and skinny's are together in some happier city where there are no dog-catchers nor any murderous grade-crossings i do not pretend to know i only know that spider had won the only thing a dog lives for the love of humankind end of story eight